America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Story based on actual events. To protect the innocent, names and places have been changed. Autolite and its 96,000 dealers bring you Mr. Richard Widmark in a story taken from life. Tonight's presentation of... Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents The Hunting of Bob Lee. The true story about the most famous of all Texas feuds. Starring Mr. Richard Widmark. Johnny Plugcheck, cold weather is on its way. And now's the time to take your car to your neighborhood Autolite spark plug dealer for a change of oil, grease, some antifreeze. And check those spark plugs, too. Right, Johnny, because the spark plugs are the very heart of your car's ignition system. And when they're right, your chances of starting, even in coldest weather, are better than ever. If your spark plugs are worn out, then your Autolite spark plug dealer will install ignition-engineered, resistor-type or standard-type Autolite spark plugs for smoother performance, quick starts, and gas saving. So prepare for cold weather driving now. And check those spark plugs, too. Yes, friends, see your neighborhood Autolite spark plug dealer this week. Just call Western Union by number and ask for Operator 25. She'll quickly tell you the name and location of your nearest Autolite spark plug dealer. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And now, with... The Hunting of Bob Lee and the performance of Mr. Richard Widmark. Autolite hopes once again to keep you in South End. permit me the use of your valuable columns, I would like to give you a true statement on what is known as the Pilot Grove difficulty. Notwithstanding that there's been no killing in the village except Dr. Pierce. But to begin, I was raised in this state. I came home from the war a hated man, merely because my fortunes had not suffered during the wars as those of my neighbors. And that was the basis for the hatred. I was too prosperous. They used my habit of dressing as an excuse for the first real trouble. For when I rode into the village, into Pilot Grove, I wore a black suit and a hat with a plume in it. It was that hat that started the trouble. They were waiting in front of Nelson's saloon. Hold up, Lee. We want 
fancy suit and a plume in your hat. Why should I lord it over anybody? I dress the way that pleases me. No man would ever wear a hat like that. For a woman. I'm wearing it, Evans. We can see that. That makes you worse than a woman. Only for one reason you wear it. You think you're better than us. Takes more than a plume to make you better. And I'll see that hat pulled down around your neck. You want to try that, Evans? I'll see it there. You talk mighty brave still upon your horse. Then I'll get down. Oh, stand there, stand there. We'll, Don't we'll... take it from a minute. Now, Evans, if you or any one of the rest of you think you can tell me how to dress, this is the time to begin. Go ahead, Evans. We're behind you. Don't take it from him, Evans. Shove the head down his throat. All right, I will. <laughs> I've done nothing that I wasn't pushed into. The way they're thinking is you kill one of theirs, now they'll kill you if they can. Then that's what they'll try. There's nothing I can do about the way they're thinking. But I'll wait for it. As this group of men had been known before to raid ranches for profit... I thought they might ride the mine if they were planning retaliation, however groundless. So I prepared accordingly. I sent my three ranch hands to take all the horses, saving two, into hiding a few miles away. And then at nightfall, with lamps unlighted, and with my wife afforded such protection as possible, my brother and I sat down with our rifles at open windows and waited. 
Now, these might seem to you, gentlemen, unnecessary precautions. But they would not seem so if you knew this band of cutthroats. However, we were relieved sometime after when we heard two horses approach the house, saw two men dismount in honesty near the front door. The Union soldiers. What do they want? I don't know. But put your rifle aside. Who is it, Bob? Union soldiers. Why have they come here? We'll find out. Light another lamp, Corey. Evening, men. We're looking for Bob Lee. You found him? I'm Bob Lee. What do you want? I've come to take you to Sherman. I have orders to put you under arrest. Put me under arrest? For the murder of Hugh Evans. That was no murder. It was a fair fight, and I knocked him down, but he died by accident. You'll have a chance to say all that to my officers at Sherman. You'll come peaceably, won't you, Lee? Of course I'll come peaceably. Bob. The Union Army is a just army, and I'll be treated fairly, Corey. That's more than I can expect from Boren and Beer and the others. Of course I'll go peaceably. <laughs> In truth, I was anxious to yield myself to arrest because I knew that by fair trial, no army court could find me guilty of murder. So I surrendered in good faith, believing in right. But I was soon to learn that those two men who took me weaponless from my house were not Union troops at all. They were imposters with forged orders, shaming the uniform. And they turned me over to Boren and ten or a dozen others in Choctaw Bottom, where I was summarily tied to a tree before a fire. Say what you want, Lee, but you'll be thanking us for what we've done here. I'll thank the day that sees the end of you, Boren. And you, Sam Beer and Wilson and Maddox, Lewis Peacock, all of you. Yeah. You might have seen your last one. You ever think of that? Are you trying to scare me, Maddox? Because you don't. None of you do. You want to get yourself killed, Lee? Never mind, Maddox. Don't listen to him. We brought you here to give you a chance to live. You give me a chance to live? That's what I said. That's correct, the boys. Well, what kind of talk is that? To give me a chance to live. You mean you think you hold the right to give anybody a chance to live? You're nothing but filth, all of you. Filth, is I say kill him and be done with Filth, This isn't the time for talk like that, Lee. Some of the boys are just as soon knock your brains out right now. You don't hear me begging the doctor. Get us home, boys. Get out wait. Wait. Brought him here to give him a chance. Well, I get it over with. Now, listen to me, Lee. You want to live, don't you? You got a wife to live for. You're young. Man comes back from a war, he doesn't want to die. Hey, what you have to say. Blair there has a paper we're asking you to sign. If you don't sign it, we'll kill you here and now. Get in the firelight, Bill, and read it to him. what those thieves demanded of me in their note. That I sign over to them a bill of sale upon my ranch. The buildings, the cattle, the horses, and all other property. And that I promise payable on demand $2,000 in gold. And that I and my family leave the state forever. They threatened to kill me if I did not sign. And also to kill me if I failed to meet the demands. So balancing certain death against probable death in the future... 
decided to give them my signature. But I forced myself to suffer their beatings and their insults for three long hours so that they'd get no inkling of a plan that was in my mind. Now, after being released, I thought to set about proving illegality of the note they held and turn the civil law upon the scoundrels. So in the company of my brother the next morning, I rode into Pilot Grove to inquire about legal counsel. Although we still sought peace, we went on. I with two pistols and a rifle, my brother with two pistols. It so happened that I first stopped for information at Nelson's saloon. And in front of there, I saw one of the men from the night before, Jim Maddox. I didn't notice out there if he was armed, but he was not when he followed us in a few minutes later. There he comes, Bob. I'm unarmed, Lee. I'm not starting to play, Maddox. But if you feel like backing up some of the things you said last night, I'll loan you a gun. I come in to say I was sorry about that. The rest of the boys got me riled up. I sure didn't expect to see you in town this morning. Well, I'm here. I came in to prove that note I signed isn't worth anything. Be quiet, Bob. And you can tell Boren and the others that if you've got enough brains to understand. Well, that note wasn't my idea, Lee. I didn't have nothing to do with it. Then we've got nothing to talk about. Goodbye. You talk too much, Bob. I can't be driven by anybody. This isn't a time for pride. you got to let them know. First chance you get, you came out on top last night. That's wrong, Bob. Maddox will get the born before. He wanted me. Without a chance to draw, Maddox? That's no... Bob. Bob. What'd he do, Bob? What'd he do?
with Autolite. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Richard Whitmark in Elliot Lewis's production of The Hunting of Bob Lee, a dramatic report well calculated to keep you in suspense. Put your gun on. What if I won't? 
Then I'll kill you where you stand. Put it on, you'll have a chance to draw. You don't have to watch me. Turn around, buckle your gun on. Turn around so you can see where it is. on the list. Then we moved into Jernigan's thicket for safety because Boren and Peacock and the others had enlisted aid from Kansas. Some 30 strong, we were told, hired killers. So we were forced to move by night. Done. 
What have they done so that we can't be man and wife and live the way we want to live? It's finished now. I've seen my brother killed. I've avenged him. I've done what I can. I can't do any more. There are things to do. There are places we can go. We started in Fan County. We can start someplace else. Yes. Yes, yes, we can. But I've, uh, I've one more thing I have to do, Carrie. I write a letter about this trouble we've had to the newspaper in Bonham. When the people read it, they'll know the truth. That I'm not a criminal. That I wanted peace. I couldn't have it. And so I say in conclusion that I have done what I can to procure peace. I have been driven farther than most men, I think. And any violence I have done has been justified. And finally, I am still willing to surrender myself to any impartial civil authority at any time. Since I know I am right. I'm sorry to take so much of your valuable time in your newspaper space. But a great many people have no idea of the true origin of all this trouble. I remain yours, Robert Lee. There's no danger here, Bob. Are you sure? If Peacock had followed, I'd have known. I'm sure, Corey. I'll post a letter. Be back in 30 minutes. Then we can talk about where we'll go. Well, after four months, Corey, I, I think there should be much to talk about. Oh, Bob. You wait in the house. Please, hurry. I will. You go inside. Come on, boy. Come on. Yes, I see what you mean. Yes, Autolite makes 
over 400 products for cars, trucks, tractors, planes, and boats. And they're engineered to work together perfectly. Autolite makes a complete line of ignition-engineered spark plugs, both standard and resistor types. Autolite batteries, including the famous Autolite Stay Full. In fact, Autolite makes complete electrical systems. No wonder, from bumper to taillight, you're always right with Autolite. Next week on Suspense, our star will be Mr. Joseph Cotton as a man who, in a most unusual fashion, tried to clear himself of the suspicion of murder. A dramatic report we call The Trials of Thomas Shaw. In weeks to come, we will also present Mr. John Hodiak, Mr. John Lund, and Mr. Frank Lovejoy, all on Suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morwick and conducted by Lutz Luskin. Miss Terry Lee was the ballad singer. The Hunting of Bob Lee was based on the book by C.L. Sonicson and was adapted for Suspense by Gil Dowd. Featured in tonight's cast were Kathy Lewis, Lou Krugman, Junius Matthews, William Conrad, Harry Bartell, Byron Kane, and Joseph Curran. Tonight's appearance of Mr. Widmark was made possible through the kind permission of 20th Century Fox Studios, whose current release is The Desert Fox, starring James Mason. And remember, next week on Suspense, Mr. Joseph Cotton, in another story based on actual events, a dramatic report we call The Trials of Thomas Shaw. your nearest Autolite spark plug or battery dealer, or your nearest authorized Autolite service station, phone Western Union by number and ask for operator 25. Switch to Autolite. Good night. This is the CBS Radio Network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.